0: Report from Family Life, bringing a Christian worldview to what's happening in New York, Pennsylvania, across the country, and around the world. Weather with Kevin Williams, plus special features and reports with the Family Life News Team. Now, here's what's happening.
1: Good afternoon. Thank you for joining us. I'm Mark Webster. We need help. <laughs> From everyone, to save our people. A devastating earthquake in Turkey and Syria, and a solid jolt rocks western New York as well. But we begin with a major loss of life in Turkey and Syria, where a pair of major earthquakes and strong aftershocks have left large-scale death and destruction. that's a man trapped in rubble pleading for rescue on social media. At least 2,300 people reported dead so far, hundreds injured. Both of those figures likely to rise considerably in the coming days as searchers go through the debris of collapsed buildings, hoping for survivors, but expecting victims. This Turkish quake victim spoke through an interpreter.
2: There are people still trapped under rubble. I have a friend living in this apartment. His children were rescued from the top floor, but his daughter broke an arm. We'll see what happened to those living on the the ground floors. May God give us a speedy recovery.
1: The BBC's Tom Bateman is covering the quake.
2: The worst damage appears to be across a huge area of southern Turkey and northern Syria. The latter already a region devastated by war and the whole area home to millions of refugees living in camps or poorly constructed homes.
1: The U.S., the U.K., and Israel among the nations pledging to rush aid to the scene. Just hours later came western New York's most powerful earthquake in 40 years. Many jolted out of their sleep around 6.15 a.m. by that quake. WYVB's Hope Winter among those who felt it.
0: According to the National Weather Service, there was a 3.8 earthquake here in West Seneca that was strongly felt by people throughout the Buffalo area, and the earthquake's epicenter was near Steiner Avenue in West Seneca. Now, according to Erie County Executive Mark cars they haven't received any calls of structural damage or emergency services, calls at this time due to the earthquake.
1: Winters reports that local tax preparer Esther Gulias experienced the quake in her office. She thought a vehicle had crashed into. To the building or there's been an explosion outside.
3: We are at a risk now of a catastrophic failure of that container.
1: Dire warnings from emergency officials in East Palestine, Ohio. It's about 50 miles from Pittsburgh, right on the PA border, concerning derailed freight cars and tankers carrying highly hazardous materials. The derailment sparked a large fire, which continues to burn out of control. But Fire Chief Keith Drabeck says that might not be the worst of it.
3: This catastrophic failure will, if it occurs, it will produce hydrogen chloride and phosgene gas into the atmosphere. We need you to leave now.
1: This sheriff deputy says those opting not to take that advice could face arrest. There could be possible
4: charges if you choose to stay, misconduct in an emergency or if you have children in your house, child
3: endangering, and that will be enforced.
1: An initial NTSB review of video footage points to a mechanical problem with the axle of one of those derailed cars as the suspected cause. Debris from a Chinese spy balloon shot down over the weekend starting to wash up near Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. The balloon shot down Saturday afternoon. This resident watched it all unfold.
3: We're expected to come to your backyard. And so, of course, when it does, it's been something that's drawn the attention of all the people in the community.
1: There are plenty of shots being fired at the Biden administration for allowing that spy balloon to traverse the U.S. before finally shooting it down. Ohio Representative Mike Turner says there was urgency to this situation that the Biden administration didn't seem to grasp. Clearly, the president taking it down over the Atlantic is
3: sort of like the quarterback, it's sort of like tackling the quarterback after the game is over.
1: Montana Republican Senator Steve Daines tells Fox News he doesn't buy the administration's claim that that balloon couldn't have been safely shot down over his state. I'm a
2: fifth generation Montanan, spent a lot of time canvassing the state. There are plenty of places we could have taken that balloon down. The biggest risk would have been hitting a cow, a prairie dog, or an antelope.
1: Democrat Cory Booker tells CBS's Face the Nation it's obvious that China cannot be trusted.
3: We have a real problem with China on a number of issues uh, from their human rights violations to their violations of international uh, business law, uh, to even uh, the challenges we've had with them on overt spying.
1: CBS News national security contributor H.R. McMaster says he hopes the whole balloon incident makes clear what should have already been obvious. I'm hoping this is kind of
4: a wake-up call for all of us. It's really time for us to recognize that the Chinese Communist Party is engaged in this sustained campaign against the United States.
0: And, And maybe
4: we should take other actions that are similar to shooting down a balloon, which is maybe not underwriting our own demise with investments in China.
1: Now to politics. Democrats making changes to the 2024 presidential primary calendar. DNC chairman Jamie Harrison says the changes show the diversity of America. We start with South Carolina. We then move three days later to two other small states, New Hampshire, which has traditionally been the
4: second contest. And then we also add Nevada, which elevates Latino voters.
1: On the presidential trail, Governor Chris Sununu says he's definitely thinking about throwing his hat in the ring for 2024.
4: At the end of the day, you're going to have a lot of Republicans that get in that race. They're all really good people. They're really good candidates.
1: Appearing on ABC's This Week, the New Hampshire Republican said there's a need for new leadership in the GOP. We acknowledge the 2024 Republican primary field is likely to be a crowded one. Ticketmaster says it's beginning to master the online bots that they blame for a well-publicized system meltdown during sales of Taylor Swift's concert ticket. Ticketmaster's clients are not the concert goers. Ticketmaster's clients are the venues and the promoters. And so when customers get outraged, Ticketmaster historically, they've always been willing to sort of put on the asbestos suit and take the heat. Music writer and frequent Ticketmaster critic Dean Burdnick. Former Trump economic advisor Gary Cohn says he does not expect a recession in the first half of this year. It
5: does feel like we're in relatively good shape here. The question is going to be, how does the Federal Reserve handle what's going on in the economy?
1: Appearing on CBS's Face the Nation, the current IBM vice chairman said there's evidence that record high inflation is starting to ease. Meanwhile, there's a new poll out on just how all of us feel about the state of the economy.
0: Positive views of the nation's economy have ticked back up. A but although they remain a long way from good, as 6 in 10 Americans still think the economy is in bad shape. CBS's Jennifer
1: DePinto. Still to come on the noon report, a western New York police officer struck by a stolen car in the line of duty. Some SUNY students have their sights set on space. And Eagles fans flying high, too, as they send their heroes off to Super Bowl 57. Well,
4: good afternoon to all. As colder air works into the region this afternoon, clearing skies will develop and a chilly night will follow tonight. I'll have forecast details in 10 minutes.
1: Thank you, Kevin Williams. Now checking the stories, making news where you live in New York and Pennsylvania. A suburban Buffalo police officer undergoing surgery at Erie County Medical Center after being struck by a car in the line of duty. Cheek to Wagga PD says Officer Troy Blackchief was hit by a car that was involved in a stolen vehicle chase involving a neighboring department Depew, pew around 430 this morning. The officer was deploying stop sticks on Union Road near the Kensington Expressway to halt the fleeing vehicle when he was struck. The 45-year-old Black chief father of three, is a 17-year veteran of the Cheektowaga Police Department. No word on his condition yet. One of those stolen vehicles found abandoned at a local gas station, but at last report, a second vehicle described as a Maroon 2019 Jeep Cherokee was still being sought. Cops in the Southern Tier are saying sorry in another incident. We get that story from Family Life's Brandon Dixon. Police have issued a public apology to a former Binghamton mayor who was involved in a recent protest outside of a Johnson City Wegmans. Cops in the Broome County community say they were wrong in a Accusing Matt Ryan of lying that he was inside the store shopping. They say after reviewing video footage, Ryan was in fact buying groceries. However, after shopping, they say Ryan put his groceries in his car, returned to the protest, and engaged in a profanity-laden dispute with another bystander. After refusing to leave, Ryan was arrested and charged with trespassing. He calls police response to the protest an overreaction. Brandon Dixon, Family Life News. Thanks, Brandon. One of those structures... Taken down during Buffalo's mighty blizzard of 22, is almost ready to make a comeback. The town of Tanawanda's inflatable golf dome, taken down by prolonged strong winds, is close to being reinflated. Town supervisor Joe Eminger says failed blowers and inflators, which also contributed to the collapse of the popular wintertime golf spot, have been repaired. Town work crews are closing in on reinflating the dome, a firm date though it has not yet been set. The shootdown of that suspected Chinese spy balloon off the coast of South Carolina was witnessed by at least one local person. He recounted it for WLE radio in his hometown of Hornell New York and the balloon suddenly turned from something
5: that was round and like a big bag coming down 20 seconds 30 seconds later you could hear a boom an explosion and I was in the middle of a phone call to a friend in North Hornell telling him who just left here yesterday and You're missing excitement down here.
1: Pieces of the balloon beginning to wash up on the South Carolina shore. Navy ships are out in the sea, combing the waters for wreckage. A student-led group at Binghamton University is ready for its own space launch. After some test flights, the group called BING is looking to become only the second college ever to launch a rocket into space. They're hoping to do it on March 4th at the Mojave Desert. Chief Engineer Jeremy Gendler tells WBNG it all started when he and Project Lead Jacob Goodman were walking to class one day.
4: Beginning of our junior year... Jacob walked up to me between classes. We're walking over to thermodynamics, and he goes, want one build a space shot rocket for senior project?" Happens to be one of my childhood dreams. Just happened to be his
1: marriage. And now they hope their rocket will make it to the heavens, or at least 62 miles up. That's the official border of space. Some University of Southern California undergrads first did it in 2019. Scare at the Walmart in Batavia over the weekend. Genesee County Sheriff's Office says a man entered the store, stole multiple Nintendo Switch gaming consoles, smashed a glass display case, and told store employees he had a gun, though he did not show one. The store was evacuated. The suspect got away before police arrived. (laughs) Thousands of Western New Yorkers got icy cold this weekend. They didn't mind one bit. The annual polar plunge on the shore of Lake Ontario drew upwards of 2,000 people to dip their toes or take a full-on plunge into the icy waters, all to raise money for New York's Special Olympics program. Renee Snyder with Special Olympics tells Wham News.
3: Our polar plunge series across the state, um, you know, we, we raised over $2 million doing these things. But the reason it is so successful is the thousands of people who are here, $5, 10 $20 at a time, to raise money for our athletes, and do an amazing job um, just coming together as as a group, as a community.
1: This year's Rochester Polar Plunge raised over $300,000 for New York Special Olympics. PA now, uh, state lawmakers, proposed more than doubling the state's minimum wage starting next year.
3: Every single neighboring state has a higher minimum wage compared to Pennsylvania's.
1: Democratic State rep Jeroni Green's plan would raise the minimum wage to eighteen dollars an hour. Democratic State Senator Wayne Fontana favors the measure.
3: We're talking about a living wage at seven twenty five you're
6: making what about fifteen thousand dollars a year. You can't live on that.
1: But some say any minimum wage hike needs to be phased in slowly.
4: I'm not opposed to it being $15 an hour. I'm opposed to it being $15 an hour overnight.
1: The bill would increase the hourly minimum wage incrementally by July 1, 2024. The measure would also increase the minimum wage for tipped employees to $8 an hour. A center county state representative is proposing legislation that would allow electronic monitoring of domestic abusers in the Keystone State. That story from Family Life's Terry Diener. Democrat Scott Conklin has proposed legislation to help those who have protection orders filed by requiring the abuser to wear a monitor. Conklin said this legislation comes from a murder of a family friend back in 2013. He said a law enacted in 2018 which requires a person subject to a PFA to Relinquish their firearms was an important first step, but does not reduce the threat of additional violence toward the victim. Terry Diener, Family Life News. Thanks, Terry. A fire damaged the family vacation home of Pennsylvania's Senator Bob Casey. It happened Sunday at a home in Lake Ariel in northeastern PA. Casey tells WNEP
5: It's devastating, but thank goodness, thank God, there was no loss of life and wasn't the middle of the summer when there'd be a lot of people here.
1: No one heard in the blaze. The house though heavily damaged on the first and second floors, it does not appear to be suspicious in nature. Former Major Leaguer Neil Walker visited a Cambria County PA church over the weekend. He was at the Holy Name Catholic Church Saturday afternoon to speak. Walker tells WNEP his faith had a big influence on his career.
4: The faith and the foundation that I learned from a young age growing up in the Catholic church was something that was really important to me.
1: Walker originally played for the Altoona Curve before he became a star with the Pirates, Mets, and Yankees. And staying with sports, Philadelphia Eagles fans got pumped up this weekend with rallies to send the Eagles off to Super Bowl 57 in Phoenix next Sunday. Here's an Eagles ear view of the Philly Fanatics.
3: I think we're definitely
5: going to bring home a Super Bowl ring and hope for the best. The atmosphere is amazing.
3: I just never, I haven't seen a go to Super Bowl in many years, and I'm just really excited because the Giants are doing
1: really good this year, and it's just exciting, exciting me. I like seeing them get touchdowns,
2: seeing them win. I've been eating all kinds of green stuff all week. That's how much it means to me.
1: <laughs> Somewhere there must be at least one Chiefs fan eating a lot of red stuff this week, probably barbecue. Big weekend in the NBA on and off the court. Here's Randy with a check of sports.
3: Good afternoon. I'm Randy Snavely. Mark at the Garden last night. Joel Embiid scored 31 points and grabbed 14 rebounds. His other four starting mates all scored in double figures. So you'd think the Sixers came away with a win. Not Julius Randle had 24, Jalen Brunson had 21, and they helped lead the Knicks back from a 21-point deficit to beat Philadelphia 108-97. The Sixers had won 9 of 10 coming in, and the New Yorkers lost a tough overtime game the night before, so people expected a Philly win but that's why you play the game. Elsewhere, Orlando held on to beat Charlotte 119-113. The Cavs no problem with Indiana 122-103. Toronto 1-3 over Memphis 106-103. The T-Wolves clobbered Denver 128-98. And the Pelicans easy winners over the Kings 136-104. Probably the biggest news in the NBA was a trade made between the Nets and the Mavs. Brooklyn has sent Kyrie Irving to Dallas. In return, the Nets are getting Dorian Finney-Smith, Spencer Dinwiddie, and three future draft picks. The news is not good for the Golden State Warriors. Jeff Curry has some ligament tears in his left leg. He's going to miss some substantial time. Golden State still hasn't figured out how long Curry is going to be out. NASCAR ran its first race of the 75th season at the Clash at the Coliseum yesterday in LA. Martin Truex Jr. took the checkered flag. Austin Dillon, Kyle Busch, Alex Bowman, and Kyle Larson rounded out the top five. And of course, the Daytona 500 in two weeks. That is a look at sports.
1: All right. Thank you, Randy. Still to come on The Noon Report, Dr. Ralph Kerr with the Teaching and Learning Institute in Houghton, New York, gets us up to date with all that's happening in the classroom on issues in education.
2: Welcome to Breakpoint, a daily look at an ever-changing culture through the lens of unchanging truth. For the Colson Center, on Johnstone John Stone Street. How far would you go to rescue a child in danger? What if it were your child? What if your child was being harmed by an ideology that was teaching her to hate her body and to question who she was? While parents are pressured these days to believe that they must affirm their child's gender confusion, threatened with legal action, even told they'll be responsible for their child's self-harm, Erin Friday refused to give up on her 11-year-old daughter when she began to struggle with her identity as female. Recently, Erin told the remarkable story of her journey to save her daughter to Virginia Allen on the Daily Signal podcast.
0: Well, it really started for my daughter in seventh grade when she went to her comprehensive sex ed class at her public school. And unbeknownst to me, a third party comes in and teaches these kids for five hours. So an hour each day, one hour was dedicated to gender identity with the gender bred man and all of the kind of pictorials of you could have a female body and a male brain. And so the seed was planted after that class. And in fact, all of her friends, there were five, sat in my front yard saying what their new labels were.
2: Erin was, in her words, gobsmacked. Having frequently volunteered at her daughter's school, she found that teachers there were committed to pushing radical transgender ideology on students, including her daughter. She then discovered that male pronouns were being used for her daughter at school and that her daughter was being pitted against her family and parents by teachers. It was at this point that Erin Friday chose to take clear and courageous action.
0: Not that I wasn't loving towards her, but I decided that I was going to set boundaries and I was going to hold the line on those boundaries and they were not going to be crossed. I took the phone. So that was key. And a lot of parents will say they can't do that. You can and you must if you want to get your child out of this and your child will hate you and you have to be strong enough. Your love for your child has to be strong enough to take their vitriol. And it's very, very hard. I spent many nights crying myself to sleep. Some days I didn't get out of bed, but you still have to do it because now there's not a day that doesn't go by that my daughter doesn't say that she loves me. So you can take the hate because you know what the end is going to be. So I would do it again.
2: The road was long and hard, but Aaron's story should inspire other parents who face what seem to be impossible odds.
0: People are told that they're going to lose their jobs and maybe that does happen, but there's other jobs to be had. Me personally, if I can't stand up for children, I have no morals. So I will stand up for children 100 out of 100 times. The movement is growing. And so more and more parents are standing up. And what parents are also finding is that they're not losing their jobs from standing up. So more people stand up. More people call in now against these bills. You need to create a crowd of courageous people because they can't cancel us all and we can't ever defeat this unless we have the numbers so everyone who is against this needs to do something to stop it
2: please listen to the complete interview with aaron friday hosted by virginia allen at the daily signal podcast you can also learn more about the nonprofit our duty which was started by aaron friday to connect and mobilize like-minded parents May Aaron's courage and her faithfulness be contagious. May parents who don't know what to do learn from her story. And may God raise up his people to stand with moms and dads against the grave evil that threatens our children. For the Colson Center, I'm John Stone Street. This Breakpoint was co-authored by Casey Leander. For more resources to live like a Christian in this cultural moment, go to colsoncenter.org.
1: Alright, let's check in with meteorologist Kevin Williams.
2: Good afternoon, here is your family life
4: weather forecast looking at a colder air mass moving in now sending our temperatures dropping a bit and the skies gradually clearing for this afternoon, cloud cover yielding to sunshine, temperatures holding nearly steady mostly in the 30s, dropping into the 20s tonight, partly cloudy, tomorrow turning milder and breezy once again, some early sunshine and clouding up, showers will advance from west to east across the area through the afternoon high temperatures in the 40s, Wednesday morning clouds and some sunshine, high temperatures mid-30s to the middle 40s.
1: Thank you, Kevin. This is the Noon Report on Family Life. I'm Mark Webster. Thanks again for joining us. Let's recap our top stories.
4: It's a very difficult task for us. We need help. We need the international community to do
1: something. A member of the White Helmets Relief Agency searching for survivors amid the rubble left by massive earthquakes which rocked both sides of the border between Turkey and Syria. At least 2,300 known dead, hundreds injured, many more still trapped. This man felt the quake 180 miles away in Beirut. It
2: went on for four or five minutes and it was pretty horrific
1: the bbc's tom bateman is covering the story some videos show survivors picking through rubble of
2: collapsed buildings in freezing conditions while turkish media is showing a huge fire burning reportedly from a gas pipeline explosion
1: the U.S. among several western nations that have promised to rush aid to the devastated area. Hours after the devastating quakes overseas, a thankfully milder quake rumbled through western New York. It struck around 6.15 a.m. It was centered about two miles below the surface in West Seneca. WIVB's hope winter among those who felt it.
0: This morning we were covering a different story and right after one of our live hits, we felt the building shake. Now all morning long, we've been receiving many calls from viewers and we spoke to Esther Gugliaz with EG Tax and she says that it felt like someone either drove into the building or that there was an explosion outside.
1: This morning's quake, the most powerful experienced in western New York in 40 years, the most powerful in western New York history, a 4.7 quake that was centered near Corfu in 1929. I just could not fathom
3: all the fire.
1: That's an East Palestine, Ohio resident who witnessed yesterday's major fire caused by the derailment of a 100-car freight train in the community which lies on the pennsylvania border about 50 miles away from pittsburgh fire chief keith drebuck urging people within a mile to evacuate
3: stay out of town if you decided not to leave stay in your house please. just we're, we're trying to do this for your safety.
1: The local sheriff's department's threatening people with arrest if they don't voluntarily evacuate. If tanker cars explode, they could release deadly chlorine and phosgene gas into the atmosphere. Debris could be hurled up to a mile away. The Ohio National Guard is assisting authorities at the scene. The NTSB says a preliminary review of video from that scene shows that a faulty axle on one of those rail cars might have played a big role in that derailment. Senator Marco Rubio says the U.S. needs to put just as much focus on the message that China's Sent with their surveillance balloon as the potential data they might have collected.
3: We can fly a balloon over airspace of the United States of America, and they won't be able to do anything about it to stop us.
1: The Florida Republican spoke on CNN's State of the Union. The White House says similar Chinese spy balloons overflew the U.S. unchecked during the Trump administration, a claim former director of national intelligence John Ratcliffe calls bogus. Something goes wrong
5: in the Biden administration. There's one of two responses. They either find a way to blame the Trump administration, or they try and find a way to say the Trump administration did it too. It didn't. I would have heard about it before.
1: Montana Republican Senator Steve Daines tells Fox he doesn't buy the Biden administration claim that that balloon couldn't have been safely shot down over his state. This is called
2: Big Sky country. They need to take that shot when it first crossed into U.S. airspace there in Montana.
1: Remember, it's hovering over our ICBMs. Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg insists the Biden administration had to wait to take out the balloon due to the chance of debris falling in American airspace. Super Bowl festivities kick off today at the Footprint Center in downtown Phoenix. Hundreds of media members interviewing players and coaches from the Kansas City Chiefs and our Philadelphia Eagles. It's the only time the two teams will be together in one place prior to taking the field for Super Bowl 57 on Sunday night. And you know that Super Bowl TV ads are hugely expensive. Fox will bring in an estimated $7 million for 30-second sp- spots. A Christian group has purchased not one, but two of those commercials, inviting viewers to get reintroduced to Jesus. Those skeptical
5: of Christian faith uh, represents actually
1: one-fourth of U.S. adults. Those are a lot of the
5: people that we're, we're trying to speak to.
1: Jordan Carson of the privately funded group which started the He Gets Us campaign last spring, says the Super Bowl broadcast is a great way to evangelize people who have misunderstood Jesus or have been turned off by church. Many of the specific
5: values that people want for themselves today can really be seen reflected in Jesus, like seeking peace and being approachable. Jesus, you know, he really had compassion. He opposed discrimination and accepted those that other people rejected.
1: Viewers move to respond to the He Gets Us spots by text, or the website can be connected with a Christian congregation in their area.
6: Welcome back to another edition of Issues in Education. Mondays during the noon report, we give you, the listener, a front row seat to all that's happening in the classroom with our Ph.D. of academia, Dr. Ralph Kerr, founder and president of the Teaching and Learning Institute. Uh, Ralph, welcome back to the program, sir. I just read what's written on the script, and that's what says on the script. So uh, great to have you on the program with us today. Well, hey, so much has been made of this racial equity course that SUNY schools must teach and students must pass starting in the fall. Your thoughts on the matter? Well, I think uh, this is just a case of the cultural
5: movement now reasserting itself in the SUNY schools. It's certainly not based on any academics, and I thought that's what universities were all about.
6: And you wonder why SUNY would do this when their student enrollment Precipitously the past right. several years. Yeah. i got to imagine that's going to drop even more after this.
5: I would think so, yeah. But I don't know that they care because it's just taxpayer-funded and we know that the taxpayers are always happy to pay more.
6: <laughs> exactly. Well, hey, let's talk school boards, Ralph. Uh, Pennsylvania politician, a Democrat named Joe Webster, says uh, maybe it's time we pay school board members. This is an interesting concept. What are your thoughts on this matter?
5: Well, the thing is he believes that it would attract better candidates. What I'm looking for in school board candidates are people that are looking to provide community service and care about all the children. And secondly, he says that it would make school boards work more efficiently. I think it could have just the opposite effect. So I don't think this has any life at all in Pennsylvania, at least I hope not. Yeah.
6: And by the way, if you're thinking of running for school board in New York, uh, maybe it's time to get off the couch and start uh, doing something now, right, Ralph?
5: It sure is. It's time to start attending the school board meetings to see what are the items that are being discussed. One of them, obviously, right now would be the budget for next year, and also to kind of get a sense of who the current board members are to determine whether those are people that you could work with. But now is the
6: time. All right. We'll have that website at the end if you are interested. Uh, this is an interesting story as well out of Albany, the Solutions Not Suspensions Act. It's a bill that would limit out-of-school suspensions in New York high school schools, and ban them altogether in K through third grade. Is this legislation that you support, Ralph?
5: Well, I'm gonna give you a politician's answer here, Bob. It depends. Okay, (laughs) that's a
6: safe answer, yeah.
5: Having uh, sat in the superintendent's chair over the years, I can tell you there are times when an out-of-school suspension is the only way to handle a situation. I don't think you should be suspending students willy-nilly, but again, I would say there are times when that needs to be done, but it should be done with care and caution.
6: And finally, Ralph, in Pennsylvania, there is a lawmaker there that's proposed a bill that would make harassing sports officials such as umpires or referees illegal now if this was law when i was in school i'd probably be in prison right now yeah i wouldn't say it's harassing you know but you get in the heat of competition things get said i imagine this has to do with more serious matters but Is such a law necessary, or is this an overreach?
5: Well, I want to know what got in the water in Pennsylvania. They're coming up with some really wild ideas. I don't support this at all. Does anybody think because it's illegal is going to make it any better? It seems to me that uh, schools already have the uh, process in place at every game there are school officials that are specifically assigned uh, and are being paid to uh, monitor behavior and there should be a clear understanding of what the respect for officials should be and then those things should be enforced and I think uh, that's a better way to go than to put a law in place because then I wonder who's going to enforce that law
6: yeah and then you start talking about the word harassment what does that mean you're you arguing over yeah. a call is that her- harassment or is this something else so hey maybe they'll uh, shoot that one down who knows but you I know, we, so. yeah we talked about running for school board if you are interested in New York in serving there's no greater way to serve your local community Ralph you have a website where folks can go and learn more what is that sir thank
5: you there is a timeline on there that uh, talks about the kinds of things we talked about earlier and the website is simply why run Dot .org whyrun.org.
1: All right, thank you gentlemen. Issues in education airs Mondays during the noon report or online anytime at familylife.org. Just ahead, Valentine's Day cracker barrel style.
4: Good afternoon, here is your family life weather forecast, a regional view, looking at a colder air mass moving in now, descending our temperatures dropping a bit, and the skies gradually clearing but this air mass will bear little resemblance to the one that produced historic cold in the northeast over the weekend. In fact, temperatures will be on the rebound again ahead of the next system tomorrow. For this afternoon, cloud cover yielding to sunshine. Temperatures holding nearly steady, mostly in the 30s, dropping into the 20s tonight, partly cloudy. Tomorrow turning milder and breezy once again. Some early sunshine and clouding up. Showers will advance from west to east across the area through the afternoon. High temperatures in the 40s. Wednesday morning clouds and some sunshine. High temperatures mid-30s to the middle-40s.
1: All right, thanks, Kevin. Certainly beats the Arctic chill. Finally at noon, this Valentine's Day, nothing says romance like a country-fried steak and mashed potatoes. Family-wise Brian Query explains.
3: Valentine's Day is a very popular holiday to get engaged. Well, this year, if the way to your heart is breakfast for dinner or chicken and dumplings, and you're ready to pop the question, you might want to head to Cracker Barrel. The
1: restaurant is launching its I Said Yes at Cracker Barrel Valentine's Day contest, during which five couples can win free Cracker Barrel for a year. All you have to do... Pop the question between February 10th and 16th at Cracker Barrel and post the proposal video on Instagram and comment why you chose Cracker Barrel for your restaurant romance. Cracker Barrel Senior Vice
2: President Jennifer Tate said, Cracker Barrel isn't just a restaurant, it's a place where care is the main ingredient. Sounds like this opportunity could be someone's chance for love at first bite. Brian Query, Family Life News. Thanks,
1: Brian. I'm really, really hungry now. That's the world we live in for Monday, February 6th, 2023. Thank you again for listening. I'm Mark Webster family life news.
0: You've been listening to the Noon Report. Heard weekdays on family life. Thank you for listening.